I'm Riley. I'm Emily. Welcome back, everybody. We're so glad you're here. We're going to jump right back into where we left off because we were kind of in prime drama of Emily's outing and her story, um, more to do with this website, MT, that we spoke about and her group of what she thought was friends, um, the Apple Store and all that good stuff. So let's get back into it, Em, and uh, keep going with this drama. Oh, gosh. Nervousness again. Splits every time we talk about this. But everyone, like and subscribe if you like the stories and you're liking the content so far. I'm so glad people are tuning in for episode after episode. It's been so cool. It is. All right. So after being outed on the people's internets, um, on that dreadful MT website, um, it led to not just a shift in, you know, my lifestyle and my abilities to move around the world freely and comfortably, um, but it also felt like kind of a scene out of Peter Pan with like the ticking clock and just the time coming down on like, oh shoot, I have to tell my family because now my identity's out there and their information was starting to be posted to online. It was like a grand doxing in the most like probably strategic form. Um, but once my former friends had posted my real identity on the internet, people got to Googling. It's, you know, if I was up to no good, it's the first thing I would do too. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and they found my family and started posting that information online as well. And I just knew, I knew that I had no personal desire. Like if you'd asked me the day before all this went down, if I ever wanted to tell them, the answer would have been absolutely not. Like there's no way I would want, maybe one day years down the road, but like, at that point, I saw no no need, no urgency, definitely no desire. Um, and even more so, I would never have wanted them at that time to know that I used to work in parlors. I wasn't embarrassed of that fact for myself, but I knew as parents, it probably wouldn't be something that they wanted to hear. And, and also, I think in their careers, I mean, it's mm. one thing to out you, but to start mentioning your family's name and um, you know, they were both, you know, in different careers that it would bring a spotlight that maybe they weren't interested in having. Yeah. And with that, the guilt is a child, right? Like yeah. they, I came from a strict family. It's a Catholic conservative kind of fam. Well, not too conservative, but religiously slow, religiously. So, um, my mother was a Catholic principal and teacher. My dad was a big wig executive, and both had, like you said, reputations and careers and friends and people, people of all forms to be considered through all of this. And once, once I was doxxed and outed and kind of that control just like taken from me in, in an instant, um, and all of the panic and insomnia and anxiety that came, that came with it, I knew I had to tell them because I was so worried that somehow this information would come back to them. I don't know how often people Google themselves, for example, but like if they did, that would have popped up. And it was so stressful and I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know what I wanted to say. I, I didn't know what not to say. I, I, I didn't know how far to go into what portion of the story. Like, what, what am I telling here? Like, what am I, what the fuck am I doing? It was so overwhelming and so scary. And, and I, I just felt that that tick tock of the clock kind of in the back of my mind. 
So I decided on a particular day, for some reason, I chose Yorkdale to meet my father now that I think about it. Right. That's, that's weird, given Apple. Like, why did I return to the scene of crimes against me? <laughs> it's like, why we do we keep going to the Firkin? We just don't learn, right? <laughs> We're gluttons for punishment, apparently. It's our kinky side, whatever. So I, I decided to meet my dad. I think it was like milestones, like a bar and grill. And I took him out for a couple of beers. I don't even drink beer, but I had three that day. I'll never forget it. It took me two to even start talking. And you've had beer with me before. I, I sip that shit like it's poison and it's very slow. <laughs> and in yeah. Mexico, I'd be like, can you finish this? Like, I just don't want the, the greetings or race. I'm good. <laughs> but my, my dad was very like, he, he knew something was up. Obviously, I said I wanted to tell him something. Um, and I'm not normally a nervous person person especially with my family i've very close relationship with them we've always been very open about lots of things i i used to tease my family about their liberal side because they were always a little freaky deaky themselves uh we used to call them the fockers because it was hilarious and suiting to to who they were um as a couple and here i was clamming up super nervous stuttering on my words sweaty around the edges like just the whole thing was a hot mess and my dad was patient at first and then he kind of was laughing at me a little bit and then he started to get frustrated and he was like just spit it out like what is it this like it's me you're talking to and so I finally told him I I was like well you know my friend Riley he doesn't know you by that name (laughs) my friend Riley and I own a a massage parlor and I was like like the fun kind like like the happy ending kind and yeah. I was so scared to see his immediate body language. Forget even the words that could have come out of his mouth. I I immediately was like fighting my own instincts, my own knowledge of the industry. I'm like, wait, middle-aged man travels a lot for business. I don't know what it does or am I about to open some god-awful marital can of worms or like, is this kosher? Is this not? Like, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. My fear in that moment was like, what if there's like a guilty flicker <laughs> to be like, oh shit, which one? So I don't go there. Like I was really right. worried about that for some reason. It was probably a good enough distraction at the time, but I was like terrified. I didn't know what to do or what to say to him in that exact moment and thank god he didn't flinch a millimeter in that regard there was no oh shit moment um, i mean people's demons are theirs i do not need to know those secrets in any closet but it didn't come out that day it didn't yeah. come out in his eyes it didn't come out in his face his eyebrows didn't go like this like it was it was okay he was kind of like interesting and for how long and so what's involved? Like, is this legal? And did it cost you money? And like, then like he just started and it was like, the more the conversation rolled, his executive side came out. He used to be a business owner with his father. So mm-hmm. like, he, he's getting into like entrepreneurial questions here. We're like, what do the books look like? What's the over-unders? Like, what's your busy season? What, what do you pay your employees? And then and he's like, do you have yeah. like, and he's just going through, all the like dad stuff, like fatherly, like, you know, how are the books kind of kind of vibe. And I mean, that was always how he spoke to me about it. It was always like, how's business? How's the numbers? I'm like, this is good, dad, that things are growing. 
good quarter this year. Like, <laughs> right. last year, stock is moving up. Like, we're good. But that was always like kind of his angle. He found the whole thing fascinating and curious. And I think he was really proud of the fact that his daughter was an entrepreneur all of a sudden. And like that part, but there was definitely a part of him that was sad that I waited this amount of time to tell him because I think after getting maybe over what could have been initial shock of the subject matter of the business, I think he would have wanted to be involved. I think he would have wanted to be that sounding board that we both could have gone to and go, when you owned your business, how did you handle this? Or what should we do to prepare ourselves for this? Or much money should be going to what? How do you pick an accountant and a lawyer and like all the things that would make sense for a dad to be worried about, right? Like, I'm sure when you've had conversations with your dad, it's been of similar similar subject matter. I know how your dad thinks. He wants to know how the books are doing. I, I actually even remember with my dad, it was very much so, is it legal? Yes, daddy. Mm-hmm. Do you pay taxes? Yes, daddy. Okay. Like it was just that black and white, right? Love dads. Dads are so cute. All the dads. Y'all are so special. We'd be lost without you. But it was very reassuring too that like we got to move the subject matter to that. He didn't ask too much about the origins of the idea um, or, or any any kinds of things. He he already liked you. He likes me clearly. So it was a, it was a good conversation. But the tone was this was like over lunch, and so the tone was well, I was heading there anyway to have like Sunday dinner or something. So he was like, when we get to the house, you got to tell your mom. And I was like. It wasn't on my plan to tell her that exact day. I knew I had to tell her. I was going to ask his advice on how to tell her. But he was like, you got to tell your mom. And his premise was, I'm not lying to your mother for you. God love him, right? <laughs> Great husband decision right there. <laughs> Avoid trouble, like, and just skirt right through. But I was like, oh, shit, I got to tell mom today. Like, like, like when we go home, like after we get the chat, that that's the shit. <laughs> so nervous. And he suggested actually, cause he wants to see the website. So I'm like, I'm showing him on my phone or whatever. And he's like, I suggest you show her the website. It's very classy. It's very presentable. Um, or show her the pictures. The spa looks nice, whatever. And actually it was sort of like beginner version of Muse. It was baby Muse back then. And she was cute and all, but she's gorgeous now. Right. So like even thinking about showing them those pictures, I'm like, She's all right. We were proud. But no, we were. We were. Back then, it was... She's always been beautiful. Just changing. She was very Ikea back then. Yeah. Yeah. She was very Ikea. Very babes on a budget. Still modern, very masculine, dark and gray and red in our, our total sexy vibe. But she was she was baby muse back then, whereas now I'm like, it's so gorgeous and, and I think, sparkly. I think presenting the spa... Um, I remember having my mother in, I think presenting it, and I know your parents came at one point, um, it's such a different feel because you just, people have these perceptions of what they think it should look like. I mean, I really think in reality, people think there's like a few dirty mattresses in some corner of a room. When when you walk in, you're like, holy shit, this is Muse. Like it's it's beautiful. So it's I think gorgeous. that really helps, you know, people see, that, you know, it's it's different than what your assumption is. It's so true. And I totally blame the media for that, like, mental image, because it's exactly yeah. what you picture. This, like, seedy, dark room with this dirty-ass mattress in the corner. Always yeah. in the corner. Why? But, like, shoved up in the corner. And that's totally what you picture. Um, yeah. 
And there are definitely spas out there that are way less fancy than ours. They're very simplistic. Um, I worked in some very bare bones places, but even that is better than a mattress in the corner. Like, I don't know where the extreme of that actually comes from other than like the movies or something. Yeah. So shame on Hollywood for adding to this stigma, damn it. Um, but yeah. Muse presents like a gorgeous hotel. Like it looks like you're walking into the spa at a fancy like five-star hotel there to get, you know, your couple's massage or your facial for the day or whatever. And I like mm-hmm. that it looks that way. That suits our whole tone. Um, and mood and the way we treat everybody and and all of the professionalism. So it was a smart suggestion for my dad too to show her that specific the spa page on our website. And I was like, mommy, I have to tell you something. So I, I took her up to the den and I sat her at their family computer and I pulled up the website and I showed her and she was very quiet for the first like two minutes, just like click, 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 looking at the pictures. And she was like, it's beautiful. What is it? Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck. I really have to spell this out for you. <laughs> kind of explain that it's for guys. You can't really go there. I mean, I was like, you can come visit me as like a tour to say hi to the boss and have lunch. But like, you can't, like, it's not somewhere you're going to go and get like gift cards for Christmas for you. You can get gift cards for other people, by the way. Christmas is coming, everybody. It's not It's not like a half day at the spa. You're not going to bring your girlfriends and like come in and have champagne while you guys get your body wraps. I was like, it's like the sexy kind, mom. The, the kind that guys like. She was like, oh. And then she starts clicking all the other tabs. And I was like, oh shit, we're going right oh. in. And right away to the girls' pictures, to the services. And she's like, okay, I get it. Some of the same questions. Is it legal? Obviously, it was it was an important question. Um, he asked if it was just you and I, or is anyone else involved? And I was like, no, it's just us. Like, we don't have, you know, some dude running things in the behind. There's no, you know, third silent partner or anything like that. I was like, it's just female owned, which is very empowering because that's not a thing in this industry. And she's like, well, like that. <laughs> Me too. She's awesome. Your family was so awesome. They were so good. It turned me a little feminist there, whereas it was a little chauvinist with my dad. And I was like, I'm liking this kind of beers and, and body rub. And then right. pretty things with my mother. Like girl power. And, and it was it was a good conversation. Um, there was many conversations that came in the weeks and months afterwards. And when they'd ask, you know, just in a catch-up call, how was your day? How's business? You'd get into a few more details here and there. It got to the point where they would come to the to the trade shows we would do and be like, hi, guys. And they learned our business names and they knew when to use those, which was really fucking weird. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> your mother During calling you Emily. My mom and dad calling me Emily. I was like a the opposite of a come to Jesus moment. <laughs> like I'm so far away. I just skyrocketed from earth. This cannot be reality number one. It is definitely reality seven. That's the, they're nowhere was that on my bingo card for that episode either i was like what is life right now but they were so very cool and very supportive about it my dad in his professional life had excelled through a few other companies in the years after that and i remember him telling me once that at a workshop a training workshop he was doing for a whole bunch of executives somewhere in america 
he used one of my business quotes that I had put on my Facebook one time. And he was like, I hope you don't mind, but I, I really liked this quote. He's like, I do a bit of a slideshow with like, you know, influential people, like Bill Gates and Oprah and like things like that. And he's like, I really like this quote. Do you mind if I quote it to Emily Muse? And I was like, come again. And he was like, no, I think it fits with the whole vibe that I'm doing for this, this like seminar. And, blah, blah. and like, to him, it was like a normal, like, do you mind the printed credit? And I was like, are you serious, daddy? Like what, what? You're that cool about this? And sure yes. enough, I got to see the the PowerPoint presentation <laughs> included my quote. And I was like, so cool. Like that's a he real so level proud of support. You. It was so awesome. I, I felt very emotional about that part because it was it was probably two or three years after the fact. And I thought, wow, you really do agree with this. Like you're really okay. You're just saying that over like dinner to keep things nice, you know? Yeah. Um it, it was really awesome. But to get to a bit more intensity and drama, it wasn't easy sailing after telling them. And there was a reason why I felt that ticking time clock and a reason why I kind of felt this rush to at least go say something. Because had I waited even an extra week, it would not have gone the same way it went. A few days after that, that fateful set of beers with my dad and, and telling my mother afterwards um I got a call from my dad my dad uh wasn't the type to normally call me in the middle of the day he's, he's a busy guy um and he called me like three times in a row and he was like we need to talk and that's I mean doesn't matter who it is I don't ever want to hear we need to talk from anybody I love or hate <laughs> in general um the tone was very serious and I knew something was about to drop so something really bad was about to be said um, and of course, you know, your parents call, you think, is somebody alive? Is somebody dying? Like, what happened? Like, I'm thinking that way. And he's like, uh, the guy from my mailroom just came up to my office uh, with a package addressed to me. Uh, no returning address. And included some very unsavory things. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? Like, I, I don't understand what you're what, what have to do with the mailroom. Like, what are you talking about? And he tells me that he got this rather large manila envelope and opened it up, pulled out a stack of papers about two inches thick. And on the front cover was a photo of me, scantily clad, and the title on top of it said, Daddy's Little Girl. And inside of it was printouts of every review about me when I was a massage attendant, every slanderous thread on that MT website, every nasty comments. People actually posted me on other public websites like the Dirty, um, which is a global slander site. Every printout, half of the stuff that they had sent to licensing about us, like this was yet again a full researched effort put together package delivered with like eight stamps across the front. No handwriting, nothing. My dad said once he saw the very first page, flipped through to see kind of what the context was of what's inside. And he's like, I immediately put it away. I put it in a plastic bag. You need to come to my office and pick this up to be fingerprinted. And I was like, what? 
I don't think I've ever cried so hard in my life. I've never been so embarrassed before. Because again, if anyone was going to tell our families anything, it should have been us to do so. I would never want to involve parents on either of our sides with some of the nasty things we were dealing with and the way people were were treating us and our company um, and and everything kind of extended from there. I, I would never want to worry them. I would never want to burden them with any of the the pressures behind my lifestyle decisions. I would never want to make them feel unsafe or uncomfortable. Um, And so I told my dad I'd be by later that afternoon to to pick it up. And about an hour before I had headed out of the house to go see him, um, he calls to tell me that my mother just received a similar package. At that time, my mother was the principal in an elementary school and somebody went into a school with children and delivered this disgusting slanderous horrific package to my mother through her secretary so we've got mailroom guy we've got my dad we've got the secretary and now my mother all being witness to this my dad instructed my mother to put it in a plastic bag don't touch it i emily will be by to come pick those called my own real name We'll be by. Emily will be by to pick this up. Um, and I've instructed her to take it to the police. Mm-hmm. So I I went and, and I had to obviously face them both with this while I picked it up. And it was emotional. And I don't think I've ever trembled so much in my life. I was mortified. And my father was like, look, when we spoke the other day about this business, everything seemed on the up. And this, this is not okay. Like, we are not going to take this lying down. I don't care who these people are. We're going to the police and I will not, like, if you decide what you want to do with your life, that's fine. But I'm not putting like your mother in harm's way because you're making decisions. And I felt so guilty and so responsible. It, It was so overwhelming at the time. My mother barely spoke to me. She was so mad at at the time when I picked it up. She's like, we'll talk later. And we had a very long, very uncomfortable conversation that night on the phone, obviously. And then the next day, uh, my dad texted me and he's like, your brother just got a package at his office as well. Same thing, put it in plastic. I knew I was seeing him the next day for a family dinner. So he was just going to bring it. My brother is a conservative feller. And uh, definitely not as accepting nor approving of many things in my life, but specifically this. And he was already pissed that what happened to my parents, but the fact that it now entered his realm, he was livid. He was absolutely livid. He didn't say much to me, but I know him and I know when he's angry. And to him, it was just unacceptable altogether that it had bled into the family. Um, I know he blames me and my life choices for that. And it definitely changed our relationship uh, for, for years after that and till now. Um, but it was so embarrassing. And I didn't plan to go to the police about too many things. Uh, police aren't usually in our favor in our industry. <laughs> and here I was having to actually go down to my local cop station near where I lived and explain these packages and what happened with the doxing and that now my family's being harassed and the police were it's like they laughed at me or anything like that but there was no 
thing called doxing back then. I was like, I'm a sex worker and I got outed. And they were like, so? And I was like, well, people are harassing my family now. And they were like, okay, was there physical threats of harm? I'm like, no, but some creep walked into my mother's school with children delivering this information. Like, what the hell does that have to do with anything? I was, yeah. I was so frustrated and naively bewildered by the police's stance. And, and I was told basically keep documenting everything. So I, I have hard drives in places that are tucked away in, in lockboxes and banks. <laughs> you know, all of the information, every threat ever done, downloaded and all of those things for, for one day, someday on a rainy day. But it was- and I think for your, your parents too, is not only is it uncomfortable that this is all now leaking into their personal life or their personal worlds, but also how terrifying it must have been for them, not so much your brother, but for them um, to think like, who is out to get my daughter? And yeah. like, who would do this? And I mean, I, I don't think your parents went through the packages or at least they said they didn't. But I mean, what parent wants to read a review of their daughter? And, I mean, it's just completely disturbing. It's inappropriate. No parent, parents aren't entitled to know everything we do, nor are we entitled to know everything they do. You know, our lives right. should be a little bit separate in that sense. So those lines were just completely blurred or cut off completely when they, you know, involved them. And I imagine your parents were really concerned just for your safety. They were, they were scared. They were uncomfortable. They even um, years down the road moved, moved a few times and still would get occasional mail. I've gotten weird mail since. Um, there was a whole second round. I don't know if you remember that one with those weird, the, the envelope had weird cutouts and photocopies of yeah. the queen. Uh, it's in the image that we're going to show, but um, it too had threatening, although that one had handwriting on it, which saved all that shit too, guys, just so you know. But I do know who delivered to my mom's school because schools have security footage and you have to buzz in to get into a school. So I got a full description from the secretary. Um, and it was someone who used to be involved in the review boards, a very prominent figure in the online world, as well as um, industry parties. He was always there. He would show up at every trade show to see what we were doing. Um, and he was the one to to have delivered that to my mother. So I can only assume was behind the other, the other two drop-offs. Um, I know on all of the envelopes that were delivered to their offices, it wasn't actually put through the mail, even though there were stamps. There was no actual print from um, the post office actually right. processing it. So it was stamped to be mail, but it was hand delivered, which means potential fingerprints on all of it. They're still wrapped in plastic. Um, one day, one day I hope uh, cops have less important things on their list and we can deal with it. <laughs> Keep up cop friends yeah. and the ones I have, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it was, it was absolutely some of the worst times of this of this adventure um again changed changed how i move through life changed how i navigate things um how much i talk about what i don't talk about i come across very open but there's so many things i'm still very private about because i have to be or else there's nothing left and it as i age it, it changes you know how you navigate what you want to talk about or who you surround yourself with and um you know even through evolution of relationships with our own families it 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 really always is kind of in the back of my mind going, hey, do I really say this or do I not say that? Or will this affect them? Or, you know, all mm -hmm. kinds of decisions that I'm a single person. I don't have children. I don't have that kind of same um, what if that I know you wrestle with sometimes. And 
it, it, it never was a thought until these things happened to us. We never had to make a business decision based on what if this get back, gets back to mom? Like, right. that's not how you navigate a business meeting or, you know, a financial decision or whatever. And now it's part of our everyday lives and, and how we navigate through all the things. I'm so grateful to how supportive our families have been. They've been so awesome. Yeah. They support everything we do. They subscribe to the podcast. They watch, they do all the things. And I love, I love that so much for, for us and the relationships it's like allowed us to have with, with each other's yeah. fams and all the things it's, yeah. uh, it's bittersweet. It's unique for sure. Yeah. We're we have very great blessed. people. I we know. Do. Well, <laughs> I think we should wrap it up there. Um, I think, so. I think we need to get into some lighter topics in the next yeah. episode. This has been some pretty heavy stuff and yeah. it feels for you. I'm sending you a hug. I, I know you. it was a tough time. It's like us reliving, right? It's hard. Yeah, it's, but, uh, I might have a little cry after this. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> the next one, let's over. dive into some fun and funny things because I think we let's need to lighten up and show the crazy, wacky side of this business. Yeah. All right, well, guys. thank you guys we'll for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone.